Hey, this is Matt Ham. Thank you so much for tuning in to Wake Up Our Faith. We wanted to let our podcast listeners know that this show is a live weekly broadcast that airs every single Wednesday from 11 a.m. to 12 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. The show is streamed on Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter, and you can engage with us directly by asking questions, and we may just answer them on the show. In addition, the show is broadcast over Wilmington's Big Talker 106.7 FM every Saturday and Sunday morning from 8 a.m. to 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. This week, we're unpacking part two of our series, Leadership by Faith, as we address the necessary characteristic of courage. What is it and how do we cultivate it? We hope you enjoy this week's show. As always, you can connect with us online at uprint.life. That's Y-O-U-P-R-I-N-T dot L-I-F-E. Enjoy the show. Hello and welcome to Wake Up Our Faith. This is the show where passion, purpose, and dreaming big challenge common sense. We like to think of it as a conversation to shed light on the upside of upside down living. My name is Matt Hamm and with me is my brother friend, uh, Kevin Adams. Better than sister friend. <laughs> That's right. You can be my sister friend. <laughs> Nothing but love, man. I'm, yeah. I'm jazzed up today. This is like going back to uh, you know high school in a way or something. Like It feels so familiar. We've been doing the show now for, gosh, what, four years? Yeah. But being back in the studio here is special. Yeah. Well, <clears throat> we keep circling the block, and every time uh, the good Lord uh, improves the quality, uh, it's just great. So uh, now we've got Joe, who is... Uh, a good friend, and just—I mean—it's just getting better and better. So, it yeah, is, man, I'm excited with you. It is so good. It is so good. Well, guys, thank you so much for tuning in here on Wilmington's Big Talker 106.7 FM. We are also streaming on Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter, our digital platforms. Make sure you connect with us there. To connect online, you can do so at uprint.life. That's Y-O-U-P-R-I-N-T.L-I-F-E. Uh, Uprint is a faith and personal development organization. We focus on helping people bridge the gap between Sundays, begin to thrive in their gifts and live the life of impact they were created for. Uh, We also have an innovative charitable movement known as the Life Center, uh, which is a fantastic, um, gosh, Kevin, I mean, it's just the the work the Life Center does to be able to help remove obstacles for people. Like, I just love the work that the Lord has allowed us to do. Yeah. Well, it's, uh, you know, we're just getting started and we've already got some neat things shaping up and, uh, even on uh, just to touch on it uh, on the the veterans front, yeah, uh, with some uh, good stuff there. I hesitate to go too far, but really uh, focusing on uh, you know setting up some some really good groups uh, for people in uh, different uh, kind of walks of life or, or different uh, genres or what have you that have gone through things together, and uh, so veterans is certainly. Uh, one area that uh, uh, I think uh, uh, our good friend and and I'll I'll, I'll leave him nameless right now. Maybe we'll yeah. get him on the air. But uh, he said there was 20 million veterans mm. uh, in the U.S. and uh, a whole lot of them suffer from uh, post traumatic stress. So we're getting into different areas yes. and uh, reaching into that very specific uh, world. So it that's exciting. Um, you know, I could talk all day about it, but yeah, it's just, it just keeps growing outward. It's just so humbling, man. It's just, it's, it's, uh, we're, we're just pumped. And so, um, yeah. to be back here live, 
Uh, I want to take a minute um, to recognize our corporate partners, uh, those who help make the show possible. Um, These folks are fantastic. Um, They support us in every way. We support them. Uh, Many of these folks are friends, uh, family members, not family members, but like family members. And uh, we're just all about who they are. Yeah, it it, it was blood-bought family. Yes, amen. Uh, I I use that word a lot because uh, uh, they do become friends and uh, you know, look, it's a church with no walls kind of thing, so Amen. Uh, it's good. It's really good. It is family. Blood-bought, though. That's right. We want to recognize them, one of them being our good friend Chris Riley at Cap Trust Wilmington, formerly Fountain Financial Associates. They're in the business of uh, helping folks with their long-term financial planning in a very intimate, personal way. You can reach out to Chris and the team at 910-256-8882. want to also recognize Century 21 Swoyer & Associates. Uh, they're a full-service real estate uh, team here in Wilmington. They are a uh, the largest and most successful Century 21 agency in the Carolinas. If you're looking to get into the real estate business or you have any real estate needs, uh, 910-256-0021. Uh, Chris Hutchins, our good friend at Guaranteed Rate Mortgage, Chris and his growing team there uh, had, had one of the most uh, successful Mays that they've had to date. Uh, they're really busy right now helping people with refinances and purchases, uh, 910-344-0304. And our good friend, Dr. Greg Veeman, his, his business is Seacoast Skin Surgery. His ministry is Everlasting Strength. You can check him out on the web, everlastingstrength.org. And we have others that we will recognize in our next segment. So um, just the, the, for me, man, the excitement's settling in a little <laughs> bit. You know, it's like a, before a ball game or something like that, you know, doing what you love to do. So where are we going today, man? What are we diving into? Well, uh, <clears throat> we last week... You know, we've continued to do our broadcast. We we have uh, now come back onto the the signal, and I, I I'd like to you know look at the talk about the reach of that signal at some point, and sure, and just how how appreciative we are to have that. That's uh, in addition to the social media and the the, the growing number of uh, people following that. Uh, so. Uh, that said, we are talking about what we did last. We're, we're extending, in other words. All, so all you got to do is go back la- last to last week's show, which we'll probably send it out through our Portable Faith Community text here this weekend. Um, but it's leadership by faith. Yes. So it's a long answer, but that's what we're talking about. Last week, we dealt with one of the components uh, was empathy. And, uh, you know, a lot of people don't think that's part of leadership. So we talked about that in depth, and this week we're going to talk about uh, courage. So the, uh, it, and it's all in the context of leading by faith or leadership by faith. So that's that's the starting point. Well, the cool thing about leadership is, is I think that what a great time in the history of the world to get very clear on what leadership is. Sure. Because yeah. it, it's been hijacked <laughs> in many ways. Yeah. And we've mistaken leadership that isn't actually true leadership. Right. And for us, right. as, mm-hmm. as those who profess ourselves as followers of Jesus, like mm-hmm. there's a certain context of leadership there right. that we must stand by. And that doesn't matter what industry we're in, whether we're in a you know church or whether we're on a boardroom. Right. Uh, we're all about <clears throat> the wholeness of that in the kingdom perspective. And so mm-hmm. uh, courage is, uh, is kind of the topic today. So um, let's talk about it. Yes. Well, I'll, I'll read the text. The text went out, uh, you know, our community gets a text every day. Uh, it's kind of, it's just a seed, uh, something, a nugget to 
kind of look at, hold on to, and sink in. It doesn't take a bunch of time, but it's usually, hopefully, powerful enough to get your attention and really help you think. So that text uh, was about leadership by faith. But anyway, I'll just read through it, uh, and you keep me, help me. Uh, I got to get used to the time, time and right. <laughs> you know wearing a headset and all that again. So just bear with me. Um, but what is leadership by faith? And so that's the question that is posed. And a lot of times these texts have questions um, to kind of stir your heart up a little bit, just to get you to reflect. Mm-hmm. But uh, um, the the points are having having courage to stand on what you believe, integrity to carry out what you say vulnerability to admit your own pain, humility to look beyond it to the pain of others, empathy, and and the last one was empathy to stand or to step beyond it by helping carry the weight of their burden. So we talked about, we started on the bottom uh, last week with empathy, mm. maybe because it seems so unleader leaderly, I guess. Yeah. Um, but it's it it maybe it should be at the top. So we talked about that. Now we're going back to the the top, having the courage to stand on what you believe. Mm. And then so today we'll talk about what that looks like, uh, and uh, you know maybe some application. Yeah, help help folks maybe have some additional thoughts to redirect their focus. Absolutely. We also too real quick want to encourage anyone who would like to call in. Uh, we have a call in line now where folks can call in and ask a question. Uh, we may address it on a future show, you know, kind of let us know, uh, you know, your guys' stories and things like that and ask questions. And just so you know, that number is 910-805-8330. That's 910-805-8330. If you call in there, you'll get a voicemail. Uh, let us know your name, contact info. And if you have a question, we can we can certainly address that. So um, yeah. stepping into courage, Kevin, um, man, I'm, I'm so pressed right now especially in culture with what's going on around us mm-hmm. at um, how I want to think of the right way to say this, um, how influenced leaders and I'm doing quotations <laughs> leaders are air quotes, right. By other people's opinion about what they say. And mm-hmm. so it, rather than standing up and speaking a belief and whatnot, so much of what is, is, is being perpetuated, is being shaped by the opinions of others. And so having sure. the courage to stand on what you believe, yeah. that is really a foundational truth right now that I think is being challenged for a lot of people, and and one that if we are to lead, we have to get very clear about. Yeah, I think one of the, the issues is, <clears throat> you know, we talked about this and continue to talk about it. There are three fears. These are roots, and, and, and I, 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 there may be other ones, but from what I've seen in my experience, most anything goes back to these three things. The first one is the fear of death, and so sickness and all that. Anything, you know, hypochondriac or, or you know, it, any of that where you're worried about your health, it's on your heart. The second one is the fear of poverty or lack. You know, it, it, always worried about not having enough or being concerned about it. Doesn't matter if you're rich or poor. It's a it's a fear that a lot of people deal with. The other one is, uh, and maybe the most uh, subtle brushstroke is, is the fear of the opinions of others. And honestly, we've seen all three uh, on a colossal scale uh, culturally in the last few months. And, you know, without getting into all the details and the muck and the mire, um, the point is, is those things 
if they are driving your behavior, then uh, you know you have to really take a look at that. So we're talking about courage, what it should be. It, it's not uh, necessarily rebellious or angry or any of that kind of stuff. So standing up for, for what you believe in is, is key. But what do you believe in? Yeah. Well, the, the d- defining the difference between what you believe in and what you are afraid of. Exactly. That's and, right. And that's where a true leader is going to yeah. be very intentional about letting uh, right. the Spirit of God right, uh-huh. uh, work in their heart yeah. to refine them and not be led by the fears of the world right. and be led by the truth that they yeah. abide in. Yeah. So, so what, what happens when you have fear? Mm. Now we're not talking about fight or flight. We're not talking about running from a. You got a Doberman chasing you. You better jump the fence and get away, right. or climb a tree, or whatever. Uh, that's good. God gave us that so we could, uh, you know, we we could uh, escape pain and danger and all that. That's normal. We're wired for that. Jesus dealt with it, so it's not wrong. Um, but we're talking about things that you that, that create anxiety. It, mm. it creates condemnation. It creates chaos, uh, uh, coercion. These are things that people stay up at night worrying about, and that's that's not faith. So when you begin to feel it, just a practical example is when when you when it, I always draw a line at my neck, and people laugh now because it's like a thing, but. <laughs> uh, you don't let it into your heart. Amen. You don't allow that adrenaline to start going. So, you know, I was telling somebody the other day when we were going through a, a financial crisis, uh, and, uh, you know, I had to stand up in that for, for years, actually. And But one of the things that has lingered is getting a FedEx package. Mm. Uh, I used to get them, and they would have all kinds of legal documents and uh uh, it just, you know, it was about what they were going to do oh, to wow. me. Oh, wow, like a trigger. Yeah, I mean, sheriff's departments, uh, banks, lawyers, credit cards, you know, here, here's what's about to happen. So we're going to FedEx you, mm. you know, three or four copies of it. And I got to the point where I would get those. I would even see a FedEx package laying on the ground. We're just talking about an envelope. Mm. And my adrenaline, it would just go right into my heart, and I would go, oh, no, oh, oh no. Yeah. And that took a long time to get over I still don't really dig it, but but the point is, is that's fear. Wow, you know. So when you let that into your heart, you begin to feel it, you imagine it. Now you're prophesying something that doesn't necessarily uh, mm. even stand in your path. Oh man! And when you do that, now you know that's what you begin to worship. So whatever you fear is what you worship. Oh, so plug that in and uh, and catch yourself. So let's talk about what what's acceptable or should be, and then versus letting that stuff in. Yeah. Because we all go through stuff. Well, you know, when you're speaking about this whole thing, about being triggered by a FedEx package, I immediately go back to getting phone calls from my wife. Um, Because at one time, we were very fearful about our kids' health. Our twins were struggling with asthma. And it would always be, oh, no, they're having an attack or they're going to the hospital. And so I'd get a phone call at 1 in the afternoon on a Tuesday, Mm -hmm. and immediately I'm like, what's wrong? Yeah. And and so what you said is prophesying fear. Right. Man, Yeah, that's evil. It it is evil, Um, even to the point of uh, people do it without realizing it, like uh, if there's some 
uh, standing water. You know, it's been raining a lot around here. There's some standing water. You know, somebody who is very loving and kind may say, you know, that's going to breed mosquitoes. And I just want to go, uh, okay, I love you, but what do you want me to do with that? Mm. Let's talk about something else because maybe it will, but that's not my battle. Yeah. So I'm saying it's that's subtle. Now, that's that can be your own spouse or, or and not that my wife said that, but, uh, you know, someone I love and care about, and, and your own family, your brethren, your friends, we do it without knowing it. Yes. So we've got to get to the bottom of it and say, wait a second, where are we coming from? What are we focused on? And uh, here's another one, Matt. And tell me if we're getting... Oh, yeah, we're good. Joe will give us a heads up in there. He's okay. got, we, got, we, got, All right. we got Joe in, the, in yes. our corner, man. Amen. Thank you, Lord. <laughs> um, but here's another one. Uh, well, they that person just pushes my buttons. Mm. And, uh, <laughs> I mean, we've, we've all heard that. Uh, and, you know, my contention is, and it's funny, I've said it to uh, probably six, seven people in the last six months. Hey, you don't have buttons. There oh. are no buttons. Amen. So you got to see that because when you think you got them, I know this sounds like a cartoon, but it's not. These are the gyrations our minds go through when we're in traffic and that kind of stuff. So what is acceptable? Mm. You know, we got to, we, we're, we're not supposed to bury our head in the sand and just accept mm. uh, that kind of stuff. It, you know, when someone says something, let's, let's use traffic as an, an example. When you're in traffic, uh, let's say, uh, you know, some elderly person cuts you off and doesn't even know it. You know, they're, they got Coke bottle glasses, they're 88 and probably ought to hang up their driving shoes. But when that happens, the very first thing that a lot of us do is we go, Oh no. Or it, it's, it's a different thing. It's, it's anger, but I'm using the pattern here to, to, to talk, to come back to fear. So we let that in our heart and it turns into something that doesn't need to. So the, the appropriate thing isn't to ignore it like it didn't happen. I think that's a pendulum. You know, people just throw it out and sweep it under it. the rug. Yeah. Yeah. And, and that's not good either. So what, what we use, we use the pattern of the Psalms. Mm. A moment of complaint is okay. So you're actually counting, uh, counting a cost in, in, a, in a way. You're looking at the situation, allowing it to process through your mind, but you're not letting it into your heart. Yes. So you can say, if you're in traffic, uh, man, that stinks, or man, I did not like that. Or if you're next to your friend or your your bride or whoever, man, did you see that? Crap, That I didn't like that. Mm. But then you got to get up and move on. Yeah, not wallow in it. Yeah, so you don't camp out there. Now, when we plug in the Psalms, what do we see David doing? Well, let's use David's Psalms, um, you know, a pretty significant portion written by him. He, he exercises a catharsis. He complains because he's in pain. He's struggling. He gets it out. He doesn't let it go into his heart. He gets it out. So who does he complain to? He complains to the, the one authority. So someone you trust and or specifically our the Father Lord. in heaven. Yes. And uh, someone that you absolutely trust, uh, you know, it's okay to get that out. You got to get it out. Release You've got it. to be able to speak. So you let it out, and then you're done. 
Mm. You don't go back there. It's over. And that's the trick, right? If there's a trick. Yeah. So that Bible passage of, of a dog returning to its vomit. <laughs> I, that's what I keep thinking of that's right pretty now. Gross, but yes, well, it is. It, but right. But yeah. that's what people do. Right. And and right. the the bigger the bigger context of of what we're addressing today is there. There's a world full of people that are living by these subtle, uh, subconscious, yes, uh, actions and decisions. Yes. That are dynamically affecting right. your freedom. Mm-hmm. Your peace, yeah. your joy, and all the above, and and That's yet right. that same culture mm-hmm. does not want to pause and take the time to unravel the the. Mm-hmm. We talk about you know you always talk about the school bus. You know it was a, a minivan, <laughs> and now it's a school bus because it's yeah. covered in so many layers of junk. Sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. Our city bus, yeah. It's uh, it, it. The point is, we do have uh, gunk on us. We've we've got to let God heal that. But the first step in that especially back in the context of leadership is um, to kind of blur the landscape. So picture yourself walking by a fence and a little dog uh, jumps out at you, right? He's behind the fence. The first time you do it, you you, you just automatically get that adrenaline. You let it in. You imagine it and it happens. It's it's instant. The second time you walk, you you know the dog's there. Mm. And you don't really give it any any credence. Uh, the second, third time, you just keep going by. You don't let whatever jumps out of the landscape scare you because you know it's there. You've got work to do. You got to get on with where you're going. Mm. You have to blur that out. Well, what happens to the dog eventually? The dog typically will stop barking because it starts to recognize you, and uh, and it doesn't that doesn't affect you. Mm. So again, you worship what you fear. Uh, the only thing God gives us permission to fear is Him, mm, that's and that's so good. that's not a you know that's not an indictment. It's not a baseball bat type fear. It's it's all it's, yeah. it's respect. It's deep, deep love and affection for our Father in heaven. That's what Jesus did. To be like Jesus, we have to learn to do that. Well, there's no room in that for all this other stuff. Um, so you know, think about this. Uh, uh, it, it, it fear. What what does it do? We talked about this a little bit last time, but but all these things tie together. So you know, here's Jesus. Mm. No competition. Mm. There is no competition in Jesus. Mm. None, because he was unique, and as he is in the world, so are we. That's yes. scripture. We are unique. That's why we use the fingerprint and call it uprint. Uh, so there's no competition. There's no condemnation. There's no contradiction. There doesn't have to be. And there's no coercion. Um, All of that stuff pulls us back into something that is an inferior technology, which is fear-based. We get it in our heart, and we we get off course. Mm. But that's what we see around us. Rather than talking about all the details of what we see, our focus is to live out the mission God's given us. Yeah. You know, so we have to understand what's ahead. Right. And not be distracted by what's on the side yeah, or what's, even what we've been through. Well, the things we give our energy to. I mean, right. we can stand That's at right. the fence and yell at this little dog <laughs> and waste <laughs> right. our life yelling yeah. at this little dog. Yes. And it's actually keeping us from stepping into who God has called us to be. Yes. 
And you, there's two things you've said, Kevin, that are so profound, and I hope those that are listening and watching will take some time with these. Number one is you worship what you fear, and and that is so profound. Um, and I think about the Israelites in the Old Testament when Moses is on the mountain. Um, they begin making false idols and the golden calf, and they worship all that stuff. And right. man, that's that is we're in a golden calf culture now, and, sure. and not even realizing yeah. it. But the other thing here, this four parts that you said, there's no competition, no condemnation, no contradiction, and no coercion in Jesus. Yeah. yeah. When you start feeling those things, uh, look away. Keep going forward. Mm. Not just look away, but know where you're going. And that's what we can talk about here in our, our next segment, I guess. Uh, yeah. But uh, this is good. You know, this is not meant to be scary, mm. uh, but you have to look at it. Shine a light on it. See what's going on. Not with the world, but with your own heart and with the Lord. You do that. Let him sit on the throne. Uh, he'll open the door for you. And your job is to courageously walk through it. Well, there's there's this concept of, of working out your salvation with fear and trembling. That's right. Like It's intentionality. Yeah. It's not, okay, I go on Sunday and I consume some information. Yes. And then I go over here and just live my week out. Right. And then I go back and get my Jesus. Right. Like, it is a constant mode yeah. that we talk about living in. Yes. And, and our heart is to wake people up. That's right. That's the show. Wake yeah. up our faith. Yeah. So that people are living by a new marker instead of by the old patterns and the old ways. Yes, and you can look around and see that institutional leadership isn't working. It mm. hasn't worked any time lately. It isn't working. Not going to work. Problems are spiritual. Yeah. So we'll come back and talk about that. I guess. We, we got a couple minutes here oh, before, we, yeah, okay. before we take a break. So, I, But to parlay on that yeah. thought, inst- yeah, institutional leadership is failing. It is. Yes, I mean, it that's, is. That's not a debatable thing, is it? <laughs> no. <laughs> I mean, I guess you can spin it, but who has time for that? These days are numbered. Uh, and uh, it, whether you live, you know, a short life or a long life, it's short. And it, we've got to get on with the business of why we're here. Mm. And so it's about understanding your sense of mission from heaven into the earth instead of getting caught up in everything else. Now, if you're called to politics or other things, then go for it. And, uh, you know, you can look around and see people who have that anointing. But, uh, you know, for me, I'll just use my own example, is I'm meant to teach and, and disciple and mentor and coach and love on people so that to tease out the gold, to help them understand why they're here, and then walk with them until they carry it out. And uh, there's nothing like it. Mm. So anytime I'm focused on something else, I can't do that. Yeah. So, you know, it's not about, well, I need accountability or I don't watch the news anymore. Just what news? Yeah. You know, that sounds arrogant, but my news is Jesus Christ is God, and I'm going to let him live through me to help other people. That's the good news. Amen. And we got to be the good news sometimes. Amen. Rather than just talking about it. Absolutely. Well, guys, thank you so much for uh, tuning in. The first segment of Wake Up Our Faith today, we're going to take a short commercial break and be back for more right after this. co-founder of Uprint Faith and Personal Development. Join us for Wake Up Our Faith, a real conversation about living out your faith between Sundays. 
streaming live every Wednesday at 11 a.m. on Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter. Catch the replay every Saturday and Sunday at 8 a.m. on Wilmington's Big Talker 106.7 FM. Stop by and visit us on the web at uprint.life. Hello, this is Kevin with the God and Country Minute. When Jesus was asked what the greatest commandment was, he said, Love the Lord God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all of your mind. This is the first and greatest commandment. And the second is like it. Love your neighbor as yourself. All the law and the prophets hang on these two commandments. Recently, I was in Nashville, Tennessee, recording a song I had written. At Nashville recording sessions, there's someone called the session leader who charts the music and gives a copy to each musician. I'm amazed each time I go to a recording session there and watch musicians who've never heard my song play it flawlessly for the first time because the music chart from the session leader is in front of them. Now imagine for just a moment, the session leader gave each musician the chart to my song, but each musician just decided to play it in the key of his own choice, at the speed of his choice, the style of his choice. By the time the song was over, it wouldn't sound like a song at all. It would sound like a big train wreck. Our world is much like a rebellious group of studio musicians who've decided to play their own song their way instead of the way God wrote it. Jesus said it this way, the way God wrote it. Love your neighbor as yourself. He didn't say love your white neighbor or your black neighbor or Indian neighbor or Latino neighbor or Asian neighbor. He just said whoever your neighbor is, love them. Laws don't make people moral. God does. Laws don't change the minds of evil people. God does. Laws don't erase racism or hate from white people or black people. God does. And the ultimate truth of it all is there's a reason people of every color have a problem loving their neighbor. It's because they haven't agreed to the first command Jesus gave. Love the Lord God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all of your mind. You see, it's impossible to hate your neighbor, no matter what color they are, if you truly love God first. That may not be politically correct truth, but it's Jesus' truth. And he's not running for office. He's already king. Hey, this is Matt Ham, co-founder of Uprint Faith and Personal Development. Join myself and Kevin Adams every Saturday and Sunday from 8 a.m. to 9 a.m. on Wilmington's Big Talker for a fun, uplifting conversation about the upside of upside-down living. A little bit closer. Hello and welcome back to Wake Up Our Faith, the show where passion, purpose, and dreaming big challenge common sense. Matt Hamm and Kevin Adams here in the Big Talker studio on the banks of the, I call it the Jordan River because it was originally named the Jordan River, so I'm, yeah, we're calling it the Jordan. Amen. It's good. (laughs) Let's cross it. That's right, baby. That's right. <laughs> so we uh, we appreciate you guys tuning in today. Uh, Kevin and I are the co-founders of Uprint, faith and personal development organization here in Wilmington. You can connect with us online, uh, uprint.life, Y-O-U-P-R-I-N-T dot L-I-F-E. We have a really cool partnership with um, our charitable movement known as the Life Center, where folks can partner with us for a $10 monthly tax-deductible contribution and then get access to what we call the Portable Faith Community. It's a growing community of people who are hungry to live out their faith between Sundays uh, by not only investing in their own development, but investing in others as well. Um, because the the resources that are pulled right. there go to remove obstacles for those in need in our community and yeah. beyond. A- anything, not to to stay on this too long, but y- you know, w- by doing that, by entering into that uh, 
uh, commitment, I guess. Um, it, just a friendly, you know, a few cups of coffee a month. It it opens up. Uh, you know, what do you need? Yes. And a lot of people need. Uh, most people need some form of discipleship or mentoring or just encouragement. And uh, you know, for those who can afford it, uh, they pay, and it helps. And but there's we have plenty. Plenty of people who cannot. Yes, and uh, you know, don't don't let me catch you because uh, uh, there's no obstacle, and Amen. that's what I tell people. We and, and we help people on that level, whether they can afford it or not, yeah. um, because God's work needs to be done through people, and we got to help them get free. So that whether you need groceries or you know any of that, I mean, it's all very targeted with a goal in mind to get you to where you want to go. So it's not just uh, you know. Uh, uh, benevolence just generally. Right. Yeah. It's, it's very targeted. Has Specific. It? Yeah. So the Life Center is a process, and uh, eventually it'll be a place. But right now it's a process, and uh, you know we're helping a lot of people uh, already. Yeah. So, anyway. it's, it's beautiful. Yeah. Um, our, our corporate partners help make this possible. Uh, we've got them on the screen here for those who are watching. I'll read them out to those who are listening on 106.7 FM um, we have the Honeycut Group. This is a full-service uh, insurance brokerage company. Chad and his team, family-owned and operated, 910-338-1773 if you have any needs there. Um, good friends Russ Simmerman and his family, Physical Therapy Services of Wilmington, ptservicesofwilmington.com on the web, uh, 910-763-8286 if you need to reach out to them. Uh, we also have, uh, let's see here, Rising Tide Real Estate Team, full-service real estate team here in Wilmington, Gene and Sherry Engel, Matt Steiner and Angie Poole, uh, fantastic folks there uh, representing buyers and sellers. You can reach out to them, 910-620-7177. Also, too, our good friend Melissa, the coach, and Joe's going to pop something on the screen here. Uh, Melissa Thomas is a speaker, uh, personal finance coach, and someone who helps folks with um, decluttering their lives so that they can pursue their dream. Absolutely. And that is her testimony, her story that she she's lived out and she's actually offering a free 15 minute call now on her site. And uh, we partner with her guys. If you have any needs in regards to your finances being unorganized, your life being unorganized, if you're looking for better structure, reach out to Melissa, the coach at melissathecoach.com and schedule a free 15 minute call. She is wonderful. So energetic. And uh, that'd be a great pathway to start getting decluttered so you guys can be yes. open to where the Lord wants to take you. She's got a heart of gold and uh, is sharp as a tack and has been through things and just a very wise partner for us. And, uh, you know, one of the other things to, to in, in conjunction with the Life Center is, and uh, we're, we're getting more and more uh, uh, connective tissue yes. to be able to, you know, someone who goes through that process, whether it's mentoring or whatever they're struggling with, to then align them with our partners. And, uh, you know, again, uh, even if we have to cover the cost of that, but uh, we've got some great partners. And uh, But Melissa's a great example, and uh, I'm excited about being able to watch somebody step into her area of authority and, and get free on another level. And we're seeing that more and more. It's so, 
Anyway, there's yeah. a lot to be excited well, about. So about that whole thing. So Ryan Daly at R8D Designs, who does our graphic design, right. I reached out to Ryan and said, hey, Ryan, Melissa's doing this free 15-minute call. Will you create a graphic for her? Yeah. And Ryan did it All right. you know, through the Life Center for <laughs> Melissa. And yeah. that's So this Amen. is about a connected that's right. family. We this is together. kingdom family. That's right. No uh, obstacles. Absolutely. And so just, uh, man, it's so awesome to just see what God's doing in yeah. this community of Wilmington. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and, it's and, just a beginning, but it's a launch. It's a launch. It's a big deal. It's all about him, and uh, we get to live it out. So we, all of us. Yeah. Anyway. So during the break, Kevin, we had a couple of questions pop up in here on the live feed, and uh, we'll we'll address those. And I know we've got some more thoughts to share. Mm-hmm. So we welcome folks who who ask questions on the live feed. If you want to call those questions in, you can do that nine one zero eight zero five. 8330, leave a message there. We want to invite folks to participate. Um, but Carrie asked, uh, when it comes to leading, how transparent should a leader be in their own struggle with fear? Well, uh, I mean, that's kind of a big question. Uh, you know, if, if, if <laughs> I guess I'm going to answer it. Well, I mean, if, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, how transparent? The, the question is, it's got several things involved, um, but how transparent should anyone be at any time? And to me, I, I look at it this way. You know, there are areas of your life that, that don't need to be broadcast to people mm. um, simply because there's no wisdom in it. For instance, uh, uh, you know, the bad breath lie, right? <laughs> or, <laughs> right. Uh, you know, that kind of silly stuff uh, where something's bugging you. You know, is it worth it? Uh, and I know I'm going around the mountain here, but, uh, you know, to me, when you transparency is, is think of it this way. God spoke this to me years ago. Uh, it just woke me up in the middle of the night. He said, I want you to be the same man at three o'clock in the morning as you are at three o'clock in the afternoon. And I want you to be the same man before Kings as you are before, uh, the poorest of the poor. Mm. And, uh, I heard it and I jotted it down and to me, that's transparency means that your your heart is leading the way, um, not necessarily emotion, but the heart that you have for God. So if something gets in the way of that, then uh, to me, you know, you have to you have to decide what's the greater demand: your circumstances or your faith. Mm. And uh, when you follow what God says to you, the more you do it, the more you kind of come into tune with it. It doesn't mean you always know how to interpret it, but you just know what he's saying. Yes. At least that's how it works for me. Yes. So anyway, being transparent is almost uh, the way I look at it is it's not about people seeing, you know, me put deodorant on every day. It's more about uh, am I leading? Do I have a sense of mission? Is there is there any... Uh, is there integrity in, in that? Yes. So, well, well, to that point, the other, a couple of the other uh, points that we're going to touch on with this series of leadership right. by faith is integrity yes. and vulnerability. Integrity, and, and so that's why it's you this. Bring your integrity. Yeah. <laughs> it's this is. holistic picture. Yes. So, so that's right. there. Uh, one more question here, Thank and then do. we're going to jump back in. This is Jenny asking. She said, "What about when you sense fear in those who are leading you?" Yeah. What responsibility do you have in that case? Yeah. Well, uh, 
it, yeah, it, well, we, what we call that is navigating the strongholds of others. Mm. Uh, we have to learn how to navigate our own. But we also have to learn how to navigate others because we can't change other people. We have to lead. So we follow Jesus, but we're meant to lead others. We serve God by serving others. We're, we're not servants, you know, necessarily the way he doesn't need that. You know, he's, he's, uh, he lives through us and uh, we aim to please him. And we do, and we serve other people in His name. So that's how it should work. So we we have a responsibility to continue down a path, um, and we're going to run into all kind of people. Mm. Uh, so kind of from the the inside out, who's in your path? And uh, God gives you the the impetus and how to deal with it. But I would say if there's a process for me, and what we teach is uh, to lead. That doesn't mean. Uh, you don't allow that to, to, you don't join them in their stress. Uh, you lead them out of it joyfully. So the way that works for me is I call it firm, gentle, joyful. Mm, yes. And uh, we have to be firm. But firm isn't angry. Um, we have to stand firm. And so when you see somebody fearful, if, you, if they've given you some authority in, your, in their life, uh, and I have a lot of people who've done that, and, and trust me. And so... I have to be take that seriously. So, so you know, I just say it. I just talk to them about it. Yeah. But I do it with a gentle delivery and a joyful direction, and uh, and it works. It, why does it work? Because uh, not because of me, but but that's that's Jesus in that's action. How, yeah, that's how God made it to be. That's right. So it's not sappy. It's not doormatty. It's not woe is me. It's also not hard. You know, you know, God hates this and that, and it's it's just not like that. Yeah. It's firm, firm ground joyful or gentle delivery and joyful direction. Yes. That's so uh, hopefully fantastic. that answers. You don't have to deal with fear. You can lead them out of it gently. I love the concept of leadership, not joining people in their stress, but leading them out of it. And yeah. man, and that goes for those who are in the leadership position, but those who are quote unquote being led, because there's a lot of times right. when those who are quote unquote being led can actually mm-hmm. lead the leader. Yeah, you know. Yeah, and absolutely. Uh, that's a that's a powerful moment. Well, there's no junior Holy Spirit, so we, Amen. you know, we we've got to always keep our our the ears and eyes of our heart open. But uh, but anyway, so hopefully that answers the question. Yeah, well, I appreciate those who asked, and, and yes. that's a good yeah, thank you. Thank you guys. Keep that coming. So, um, in, in dealing with courage, mm-hmm. um, we've talked a little bit about uh, fear and how to navigate that. Um, maybe start. Let's step into. Mm-hmm. Uh, courage. What are some practical kind of application-based things um, for those who are in leadership positions to start standing on that ground of what they believe in? Sure. Yeah. You know, so think about it this way. Uh, you can't, let's look at World War II for a second. Okay. <laughs> this is, you know, me going way around the mountain here, <laughs> but uh, World War II had two main uh, wars or two main battlefronts. You had the Europe, the war in Europe, and the Pacific. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, it, it's they're completely different, um, but equally powerful and, and destructive, uh, potentially. So you, what I'm saying is if you're either going to go fight in Europe or you're going to go fight in Asia, uh, in the Pacific, mm-hmm. in the war. Again, this is all about, I'm talking about World War II, but... You can't fight um, a war on two fronts, you know, from your position. You have a mission. And 
So you have to look at that as a distraction. So people that went to go fight the, you know, the the Hitler and all that stuff, they didn't need to be caught up in what was going on in, in Japan and in, in that era. So you you have to understand why you're here, your anointing, your gift set, your mission. And once you grab hold of that, and it's man, it's a joy of my life to see people step into it even an inch. Yes. Because once they're set free, it starts happening. And we're seeing that. Yes. It it takes time. It takes sitting with people for hours sometimes. But if they'll stick it out, God does the heavy lifting. Mm. But you get direction. So practical step is to remember, you're not supposed to be shaken. You're not double-minded. You're not tossed about. All the scripture points to this. So you have to have direction, focus. Yes. So, you know, think about, I use Psalm 40, the first three verses to help me remember this. But uh, we want to cry out. We, we, we want to have the courage to cry out, to step in, to listen, to focus, and to move forward. The, the Psalm 40, you know, I waited patiently for the Lord. Uh, he inclined and heard my cry. He set my feet upon a rock and made my footsteps firm. He put a new song in my mouth, and many will see and fear. Now, this is fear of the Lord. So that's a process. Yes. It starts with patience. Mm. So, it, you know, there's a lot to that, but uh, that's courage. What I see is direction mm-hmm. in that and focus. Courage requires focus and direction. Yes. And, and that's and, right. Yeah. So, so courageous, the, the yeah. courageous man is not trying to fight the battle that's on both right. fronts. That's right. I love this World War yeah. II analogy. Give me a minute. I'm unpacking <laughs> it. I'm, I'm unpacking it for our listeners yeah. here. So, so I think what, what is going on in the world is leaders uh, are being compelled right. by the opinions of people yes. that they have to fight all these battles. Three, and, three great fears. Uh, sorry, go ahead. Will, and that's what leaders are doing. They're yes. fighting all these different battles right. instead of what the Lord put you here to do. That's right. And what did that's the Lord, his mojo. Yes, because when you fight the battle that the Lord is standing with you in, that's right. you already have victory. You do. In heaven, it's done. And you all you I, have to do is uncover it on earth and live it out. That's you, faith. You said it didn't have a button, but you just put, I pushed the button. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's no... There's no buttons for the enemy to push. How about that? But we have an engine that God built, and uh, he pours the fuel in, and we got to go forward. And that's courage. But a lot of it is is about distraction and focus. And, uh, you know, it's uh, not—the other thing is, is, you know, you can look at your past or even grab it from Scripture, and you can prophesy your future from that. So, in other words, uh, the same God— I'm, I'm just grabbing David's, David's words filled with the Holy Spirit. The same God that delivered David from the bear and the lion and the Philistine will deliver Kevin Adams from his financial woes. And gosh, he has Amen. in a big way. And uh, the future's bright. Amen. And, and uh, our God's good. So let's focus on that and yes. let's lead people into that instead of trying to get them in churches and all these other weird things that are going on that uh, are distractions yeah. from the mission and the unique mission that each person has. There's corporate, and then there's a very specific, unique mission. Well, the beautiful thing is, is when folks are functioning and flowing in their own anointing yes. and direction, then collectively the corporate will resolve the battlefront. Yes, it, it's it it is it, it's like. Remember, Moses did not part the Red Sea. Now, if you let that hang there, you're going to have people go, huh, what are you talking about? He stood there knowing 
that God was going to deliver the people and he had to lead the way. That's it. The Red Sea was parted by God's hand because God had always planned to do it. He had always planned to uh, preserve Isaac's life. He made a promise, but he made Abraham let go of it. So we've got to learn to let go, not only of distractions, but of these things that we think are, uh, these things that have power over us, even good things. That's why I say, you know, if your spouse sits on the throne of your heart or your children, um, you need to let go. Yes. It doesn't mean you don't love them and that you're not going to live to to help them and, and guide them. But the greatest thing you can do for anybody, including your family, is to point to the Lord as God and live for Him. And when you do that, my kids are grown now, so I can speak to it from a place of experience. Uh, you know, they're, they're not uh, really religious-y kind of people, but they're amazing, and they love God. I mean, they love Him with all their hearts, and they live it out. So anyway, amen. there's a lot to it. Check out Psalm 40, yeah, uh, and, and just think about each of those first three verses in, 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 as far as living a courageous existence, yeah. leadership, I faith. Well, it's like a prescription. It's God's prescription right. through the mouth of David you that's know, right. uh, in the Psalms. And that's where, yes. that's where, you know, we'll just say this briefly, is, you know, the Bible is not intended to be some dusty old book that just sits right. by our bedside no. and we memorize it and do, you know, passages and readings from like we talk about this in our course, and this is part of the portable right. faith community for those who want to access it in learning to feel the word yeah. is the Bible becomes a roadmap for our own success because mm-hmm. it is living and active yeah. and it becomes an adventure that we give to have with God. Right. And so everything we need is right in there yes. and the spirit will in, in ignite it in our spirit yeah. as we, as we press into it. Right. It's just a physical uh, output of heavenly uh, spirit. And that is, you know, it's physical just like our eyes. God gave us the Word, the written Word, or even the Word made flesh, so that we could walk by faith, keeping our eyes on that. And, uh, you know, then we, it edifies the Spirit. It gives us peace. It renews our mind. It does everything. But it w- awakens and edifies a quenched spirit. So God begins to speak to you about you. And you don't find that in Scripture. Not You, you find the support of that. You don't find, hey, Matt, go, you know, do this with your life in Scripture. So you have to have both. And when people get a hold of that, now you're walking as a son or daughter. It's yes. a whole different thing than being out, you know, outside and, and feeling like you, you can't get in and you're just begging God. He's not looking for beggars. He's looking for believers. So just have the courage. Here's another way to say this. This is our faith is not validated by believing in God and just let it hang there. Our faith is not validated by our belief in God. It is validated by believing God. Mm. Do we believe in God only, or do we actually believe him? Mm. That means you're taking the word in. Now, it doesn't mean you got to memorize it. Look at it as a doorway into his personality and go. Uh, we've got some great people studying now that weren't a while back, and they're hungry, and I'm excited about it. Yes. So now patience becomes exciting. Uh that's something Aaron said yesterday to me. I said, "What did he say?" He said, "He said patience. We're talking about patience." He says, "Man, patience is becoming exciting to me." Oh, oh that's so good. So I want to give him credit for that. Amen. Uh, but uh, you know, anyway, I, I'm 
jumping around, but the, the word is something you step into and you get to experience the physical written word. You take that in your heart. That other junk won't have room to get in there. Well, one of the things that's so beautiful about where we are kind of in our, our in the earth right now and in culture mm-hmm. is the dividing line is becoming more and more yeah. clear. Right. You you either live yeah. by faith yeah. and that is it. Right. Or you're living by something else. Yeah. And God is God is searching the earth for right. willing vessels who are going to believe him yes. and live <clears throat> by faith. And we are right. standing on the precipice of that as a kingdom hearted family going Yes, come on and right. let's go do this. Yeah, and it's got open arms. It's it's not a club. It's it's something God wants none should perish. So it includes evangelism, but it is specifically geared toward a long term discipleship model because people need to understand why they're here, even for a little while. When they do that, their soul's satisfied. This is fruit bearing. This is in John. Their soul is satisfied, God's name is glorified, and people's lives are changed for the mm. better. And that's what we're seeing, despite what we see around us. Um, you know, it's just, it's we've got to go forward. So I think that, I don't think there's a soul on earth who's, you know, has a good heart who doesn't want to know why God gave it to them and what it's for and who it's for. And so our job is to step into the race with them and cheer them on and give them the tools to finish well. Yes. And and God is in the business of bringing victory to those who are willing to surrender and let him fight the battles. Absolutely. There's nothing like it. And and you know, I went through what I did, which only people only see a glimpse of it in my book, but it's to it's to show you, you know, it, it God's trustworthy, like for real. Let's stop believing in him. Uh let's say not merely believe in him. Let's start believing him. Yes. Let's take his word and let that in and live by it. Mm. It's not a bunch of rules. It's freedom. Yes. But the enemy, the distraction, you know, competition, condemnation, contradiction, coercion, all it does, it's, you know, it's turd tennis, right? <laughs> yeah, we love that analogy. Yeah. It gets both people dirty and nobody wins. It's a waste of time. Yeah. Well, you know, it's uh, it's just it's awesome to be able to speak this in and uh, and, and really begin to um, empower individuals in this community and those around yeah. to start living out why God put you here. Yes, there is no greater time than now, and and so the the collective nature of this movement and mm-hmm. and just watching people come alive is is beautiful. And one, one point, Kevin, to your book. Um, we want to offer this. We, we, this is an open offer. If, if someone wants to get a copy of uh, Extravagant Fool, yeah. they can email us, info at uprint.life, I-N-F-O at Y-O-U-P-R-I-N-T dot L-I-F-E, and let us know. And uh, you know, if you want to make a contribution, you can. If you don't have the resources, you sure. know, we'll, we'll make it available. Yeah. But uh, we want to make sure that people see the, mm-hmm. the life and testimony that is underneath Right. What's going on here today? Because it's a story that God's been working on for yeah. years. Yeah. Well, hopefully it's an encouragement to to step on in. You know, this is, we want to lead people, but we want to lead by example. And, uh, you know, hopefully that, if your heart is in the right place, you can, you can hear the, the genuine nature and you can hear, you know, this is why we're here. Amen. We're not here to take, we're here to give, and we're here to receive from God and, uh, you know, once you get clear and ready to go and step in, uh, you start seeing it happen. The Red Sea does part. People are delivered. Um, that's the only thing that works. More and more you see that, 
The only good in looking around you is to understand the nature of the landscape, and it just doesn't work. Mm. So go forward. Yeah, we're right here to help you do it. So, so Kev, as we've got, uh, I think, uh, you know, Joe just gave us the four or five minute uh, okay. marker here as we kind of wrap up today. Uh, we've said a lot, as always. Right. Uh, these shows are so packed full of wisdom and insight. Um, let's kind of bring it into a bundle, package it up. And uh, and kind of close today's show and let folks. <laughs> I just, I'm seeing like a bunch of wood and a <laughs> rope wrapped around it. Or you're like, stop trying to put this in a box. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, but courage. It's fun, you know. Yes, it is fun. We've got to live a life of joy. It, you know, in James, it talks about count it all joy, and it, you know, you can't get around the fact that yes, he and there's in context of trials, but. Yes. That doesn't mean when when life is great that you still don't count it all joy. So that's kind of a duh statement. So it's a zero-sum game. God wants us to live uh, a life of joy. You can't uh, cherry-pick this apart. Mm -hmm. So we're supposed to be joyful. It doesn't mean we have uh, every day is fun, right? We have moments. But uh, let them be moments and get on with the thing in your heart that God's put in there. So you want to live from the spirit up through your heart, through your soul, out through your hands, and bear fruit for God. And uh, God teaches us that, removes the compromises along the way. So part of the process of discipleship is the discipline. Mm. And uh, it's not easy, but when we get excited about what he's doing and the reason for it, we start to see lives change, you know, that that changes everything. So if there's a process or a package, you know, we we set out to to do this just because he he led us to it. We haven't begged or or we haven't done we have we don't get weird about networking and we're not here to sell anything. It's just pure. Yes, like do it or let's go home. And uh, you know so and he's doing it and he's bringing the right people and the hungry people. Mm-hmm. You know how much better a meal tastes when you're waiting in the lobby. And you're hungry. Yeah, a little hunger. Man, when you get that steak or whatever it is, whew, it's yes. good stuff. So we want to cultivate that type of hunger. Mm-hmm. Um, but guys, if you're if you're not sure about it, give us a call. You know, if you if you can't afford what we're doing, it's a sliding scale. We just want to help you yeah. sincerely. There are costs to what we're doing, uh, but a lot of it and most of it is mainly to go back to other people who can't. So. Mm-hmm. You know, that's how it should work. Yeah. The thing that, uh, as we kind of close out today, um, when you're courageous enough to stand on what you believe, mm-hmm. courage is infectious. And, yeah. And you tell right. the story all the time about the one guy at the concert stands up and yeah. starts dancing crazy. Right. Right. Well, he's the idiot yeah. until one other person does it. That's right. And then four people do it. And then the whole concert, yeah. it breaks out and everybody's right. dancing crazy.